Hello everyone, this is Albert from the Topic Podcast Network. The following episode is brought to you by the Topic Podcast Network. It is a completely 100% listener-supported network, so if you wanted to help us out, please head to co-fee.com forward slash topic network and also patreon.com forward slash topic network. Enjoy the show. Welcome everyone, this is episode 18 of the Avatar podcast, discussing the recent D23 event and the hype surrounding it and the excitement and what I consider to be the kickoff of the um, road to the way of water, which will involve also episode 19 after this called Remasterpiece. which will be myself and uh, my fiance discussing the film which we're going to be seeing tonight. Um, But uh, what I figured I'd do for this one is because there were a lot of wonderful interviews that were put together, uh, but they're all a bit scattered. So what we'll do for this 18th episode is just compile all of them together so you can really um, soak into um, uh, the cast and crew's uh, comments on uh, their um, kinship with Avatar, their involvement with it, and um, yeah, I guess the recent remaster to some degree, they'll probably also talk about D23 and uh, any other reports um, about the event as well. So look forward to that. That'll be this episode. And uh, tomorrow um, there will be uh, episode 19, which, as I mentioned before, we'll be discussing the remaster. So enjoy this one and uh, look forward to tomorrow. 19 and uh yes it's no secret now episode 20 will be uh my conversation again co-hosted with ray with uh garrett warren the uh, second unit director for avatar the way of water take care everyone and until next time bye for now I remember one day he just came up to me and said, Trinity, I'm sorry, colourful language comes naturally to Australians. Who was the member of the returning cast that you were most excited to meet, and what was the first thing you said to them when you saw them on set? I was most excited to meet Slang, um, or Stephen Lang. I met him during the audition process, and I remember the first time I saw him, I said, like, holy yeah, that, that was like the first words I spoke to him. Uh, I have to say, like Zoe's performance from the first Avatar was like, you know, magnificent. And just to see her do her thing and uh, to be able to interact with her and lock eyes with her in a scene, it was uh, it was incredible. Okay, so I, <laughs> when Kate was cast, I, I <laughs> Jamie knows because Jim comes into the room and he's like, we're ninety nine point nine percent sure that Kate Winslet is gonna play Ronal, and Ronal plays Sadea's mom. So I was freaking out, and Jamie was next to me, and I'm like. Kate Winslet from Titanic and he's like yes Bailey we know and then she comes on to set and she just gives me the biggest hug it was awesome (laughs) just being on that set with them and getting to watch them and lean on them and learn from them I remember one day there was this really intense scene and Sid came up to me and just made me feel confident and prepared and like okay I can do this and I'm just so honored to get to stand next to them and they're so amazing. I would say Trinity was seven when we began and her joy and excitement every day, I thought that it was uh, very infectious. It reminded us that you know this was not business as usual. This is a crazy thing to be able to do for a living, using your imagination that you can transform the world into what Jim wants the audience to see in about five years. 
And also, you had to watch your language. Yeah. Trinity used to keep this jar, and if you said, you know, an unmentionable word, you had to put a couple of bucks in it. I think that I think that Jim Cameron contributed hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars to that jar. Very true. Jack, my castmate, and I made this swear jar, and Sam happened to be one of our primary contributors. <laughs> But actually, Sam really tried and put a really big effort to not swear. I remember one day he just came up to me and said, Trinity, I'm sorry, colorful language comes naturally to Australians. And it was just, I mean, some good came out of it, because what comes out of one mouth goes into a puppy's mouth. <laughs> um, we, Sam helped many puppies and a cat. Who among you contributed the most to the swear jar? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Jack Champion. Yeah, it was yeah. Jack. It was Jack. Yeah. Really? You helped start it, yeah. and then you funded I, it. Yeah, <laughs> funded it, of course. Avatar stands as the biggest movie of all time. The next installment, Avatar The Way of Water, is coming out this December, and I promise you, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. And to share more direct from New Zealand, please join me in welcoming Jim Cameron. Hi, Jim. Hey, Alan, how you doing? It's going great. Uh, I know you can't be here because you're, you're finishing up the film. Uh, can you tell us how it's going? Well, it's going great, and the, the stuff coming in from what it did, Jittle, the VFX are looking spectacular. So right now, it's pretty hectic around here. We're finishing up, as you know, a five-year production cycle that started, uh, we started capture and photography in September of, of 17. So this has been a bit of an odyssey, you know, shooting and capturing for movie two, movie three, and, and the first part of movie four. Because, you know, you know this is a, a bigger saga that's told over a series of films. So we're super excited to be finally finishing up uh, movie two. I know everybody's been waiting a long time. Uh, hopefully uh, uh, you'll see something today and you'll be able to decide whether it's all been worth it. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we also, it's been very hectic around here because uh, we remastered Avatar, uh, the first film, for a whole new generation of, of uh, movie fans coming up that never got to see it in a theater, which, as we both agree, is exactly the place it, it should be seen. So, 4K remaster in 3D, obviously, uh, 48 frames per second, uh, high dynamic range, Atmos 9.1 sound left. It looks and sounds better than it's. Than it's ever looked and it's coming out in a couple of weeks. So hopefully that will be the drum roll and remind people about the story and the world and so on as we go into the release of uh, Avatar and the Way of Water uh, on December 16th. All very exciting. Now, I know you brought some special guests. Would you like to bring them out? Sure, so uh, I'd, I'd like to, to call up to the stage uh, John Landau, my producing partner on Titanic and Avatar. And Howdy, Jim. Uh, howdy, John. And our amazing, some of my dearest friends, our amazing cast, uh, Zoe Saldana, <laughs> Sam Whittington, come on up, guys, uh, Sigourney Weaver, everybody at uh, D23 and I thought I'd start off by sort of just asking a couple questions of our cast. So I'm gonna, Steve, I'm going to start with you. 
Uh, your, your character died in the first film. How did you feel when you found out that you were coming back to be a part of the sequels? Well, you, you know, you can't keep a good Marine down, I guess. So, uh, yeah, he just regrouped in hell. I was, uh, I was shocked, I was thrilled, I was delighted, I was absolutely amazed. And uh, I guess standing here is the first time I actually believe it happened. Here I am. Also to be re reunited with this team, of, with Jim and such an amazing group of colleagues, uh, both in front of and behind the camera. What an honor, what a thrill. So Sam and Zoe, your characters in the sequels have become parents. And both of you in real life, since we made the first movie, have become parents. So how does, how does it feel now to play parents on just, the Just to clarify, not we didn't have kids with each other. Right, yeah, exactly. We did not, we did not. Even though, you know, we both, between both of us, we have six boys. So we basically have a soccer team <laughs> back at home. But um, what was your question? How, how does it feel to play parents on screen now that you are parents? I think that, you know, the whole movie deals with this protecting of family and protecting of familiar love. And not only, on, on many levels, like the communal family family that you choose. And so I think that, you know, we've all gone through COVID and realized that that's a, that currency of love and, and being with your family is, is, you know, it's paramount to what life is. And so I think that's worth fighting for. And we put that into the movie. Um, wow. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see what Jim had done to, to this beautiful relationship between Jake Sully and Nate Thierry. And obviously, you know, when we ended in part one, they, they chose each other and they fought together. And so the continuation of that bond meant that they were gonna grow as a family. They were gonna have a family. There you go. But they did. Now, speaking of having a family, uh, joining this incredible cast that we had on the first Avatar is an incredibly talented group of young actors, and I'd like to bring some of them out right now. So I'd like to introduce Bailey oh, Sigourney. I forgot your question. Oh, bad. Oh. Now it comes out. Well, actually, he did kind of introduce me because I am one of the Sully kids. I'm one of the family, and uh, that has been one of the most awesome adventures I could ever hope to have, especially with this particular um, uh, Avatar family. It's been a real honor and a, a thrill. It's been great to have you a part of that. And you get to play a character that you never thought you would get to play. Uh, only Jim is crazy enough to have written this character for me, and I'm so grateful and so excited. So, so now, to bring out our young cast, we have Bailey Bass, Trinity Bliss, Jack Champion, and Jamie Flatters. Say hello to the D23 group, everybody. Hi. So Jim, I'm gonna take this opportunity to throw it back to you in New Zealand. And uh, I think you have something else that you want to share with everybody. Well, we figured everybody's been waiting such a long time to, uh, you know, to finally see something. So since everybody's together there, you know, all our, our film fans and, and uh, you know, we've got the cast right there. Uh, 
why don't we show you some scenes from the movie? So right now what we're going to do is we're going to turn Hall D into a 3D movie theater. We're going to pass out uh, Dolby 3D glasses to everyone. Um, and D23 Expo, you are going to be the first audience to get a sneak peek at a few scenes from Avatar The Way of Water. And you'll be watching them right alongside John and, and our cast. So, and back to Pandora and enjoy. Let's let's go watch. D23, which is really exciting, and to be able to be a part of Avatar out of all things for our first time at D23 is really incredible. Definitely, it was just so incredible to be here today and kind of blows my mind. And I was just as excited as the audience out there, and yeah, it's incredible to be here. Yeah, well, Disney is so magical in itself, and to be able to share the magic of Pandora with the audience today was truly wonderful. Couldn't have put it better, and I mean, we hadn't seen those clips yet either, no. so we were just as excited as the audience. He did, that was fun, and it was incredible working with James Cameron. He's truly a visionary, and he's incredible at what he does, and to be able to be on set with him, and for him to direct us was just, I mean, we learned so much. James, I mean, he's the first director I ever worked with. I feel so lucky, and he is such a great director, and just takes the time to explain to us and every one of us about every single scene and what's happening in it and really helped us build the world in our minds when we're filming in this volume, this gray, high-tech stage. And um, I was already such a huge fan from his record-breaking Mariana Trench dive. Jim's absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I was obviously nervous in the green room, you know, like seeing like all the other people like go out on stage and like, you know, presenting it. So I was like, oh, I hope like the audience likes, you know, Avatar and everything. And then once we got out on stage, it was like, it was almost like, for me, all the nerves went away because it's just like 8,000 people right there. Might as well just like relax and just like enjoy it. And then the audience, like they seemed like they really liked like the 13 minutes of footage. They're clapping. It was like, um, like the underwater scenes were like really had just like impeccable detail. Like it didn't look like CGI. It looked real. Um, partly because it was real because they did mocap underwater, but 
it's just it's crazy on all, all levels. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jim and everyone at Lightstorm has uh, tried to make a spectacle, and it was it was amazing to uh, be alongside the audience and actually experience it viscerally uh, for the first time. Um, it was amazing. I think it, it'll be a good like extension of the first film because of all you know, like the 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 wholehearted like bond between Jake and Atiri, now it's their family, so that only brings more love and more story, more characters, but also obviously more, um, you know, like more stuff that could go wrong, more enemies, more like everything. So I think it'll bring a lot to the table. I play Colonel Miles Quaritch, who is uh, uh, a Marine and uh, is the head of security on uh, at uh, Hell Hell's Gate, which is the human uh, enclave uh, encampment fortress. On, uh, on Pandora. And uh, my job is to uh, try and ensure that the work on Pandora gets done with minimal casualties to our people. And uh, he's not altogether successful <laughs> at the job. <laughs> um, I play Trudy Chacon. Um, she's basically a chopper pilot who, who works for the company. And uh, she, uh, she's kind of like uh, the transporter of the scientist uh, to various locations, from base to various locations around Pandora. Um, and she eventually has to choose between her loyalties to the corporation that she works for and uh, her loyalties to her new Navi friends. The relationships that I formed with, with colleagues who I, who I had uh, admired before uh, and and uh, now I became uh, came working work, working with them, and certainly uh, I would say the, uh, the the working relationship that developed between uh, James Cameron and uh, and myself, and I, I observed the relationship that he had with so many other actors as well, just became a real uh, source of pride to be part of the project to me. Mm. Um, for me, uh, just everything about about working on Avatar was fantastic. I just I I I, I just love the genius uh, that went into it, from the engineers who were involved to the special effects team to, you know, the digital team. Uh, just uh, I'm just fascinated by the family structure of it. The fact that Jim, as a captain, is always pushing for people to be better at what they do. Um, just being around him as, as he's meticulously paying attention to the detail of a set or the lighting or, you know, uh, trying to fix an engineering problem with the new technology he developed to film something with. <laughs> it's just, I'm in awe. And every day on on a set with Jim was was like uh, you know like like a kid in a candy store or a student in a in a school, and so for me you know every day was just stimulating and captivating and I learned something new you know hmm. that's why he's my favorite director ever uh, who's alive. Um, I'm just fascinated by his attention to detail and his willingness not to take no for an answer. You know, there's always a workaround. And I, and I take that, you know, with me for life. The understanding that when people say no, that's not it. No, that's not the end. You have to keep working around it <laughs> to figure it out and you'll get there eventually. It might take four years. Mm -hmm. Or longer. <laughs> but, or longer, but yeah. uh, you know, yeah. just don't, don't settle. Yeah. Don't ever, don't ever settle. <laughs> that's, that's what I learned from Jim. <laughs> Professionally, it certainly was a wonderful 
shot in the arm. You know, it's good. It's good to be in a hit, and uh, I think it uh, makes you. Uh, I did get an awful lot of bad guys uh, come. You know, I get, I, get a, I, get, I get a lot of bad guys. But you got bad guys before that, didn't you? I did. I tied a bad guy. I guess I've been doing a lot of bad guys. You're for really a lot good of at years. it. So, uh, um, so I guess I tended to be you know, start measuring the badness of a guy uh, as to if it was a role that would equal Quaritch. And if it wasn't, if it didn't offer something new, maybe maybe don't do it, you know? But, uh, and then on a personal level, I think it, it just boosted my, my <laughs> it boosted my morale <laughs> being in this film. It made me feel so good. It was in a way, there, I would imagine every actor, no matter how successful they are, at some point looks and wonders whether they did the right thing by getting into this business in the first place. And once in a while you have an experience, if you're very, very fortunate the way we are, to have been in something like Avatar, even though there is nothing quite like Avatar, nothing. but to be in something that really validates so much of the hard work and the sacrifice or whatever that you have made or your family has made, you know, in order for you to to do this business and to be able to, I, I think so much of what I, so much of the happiness I felt had to do with other people in my life, my my wife and my my kids and everything, who I think for so long really yearned for me to to to. They wanted me to have the recognition that they thought I should have, you Aww. know, and and mm -hmm. and in some ways Avatar delivered that, and um, and so I, I've always felt so good about that for them, you know. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just this 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 uh, more the personal impact uh, than anything. Um, just just the the shift in perspective. You know, after working with someone like Jim, it's kind of like hard for me to uh, to not imagine the greatest that my imagination can imagine. You know what I mean? It's like there is like no limit. Like the horizon opened up for me, yeah. a, a, a horizon of possibility. Yeah. And I don't think it's ever closed after after shooting Avatar, yeah. just because I saw what a lot of hard work and and resilience can do, and what if you're really, really, um, you know, open uh, to to discovery, what can happen in a production? And so for me, just the just the perspective shift from working on Avatar is something that I'll take with me for life. Um, I played Jake Sully, who is a jarhead. Uh, he's a marine that got transported to this wondrous planet and fell madly in love with. Uh, with Natiri. Um, I played Natiri. She's uh, the daughter of um, of a Tzahik, who's a shaman woman, a, very, a person of high stature in her tribe, and 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 uh, and Natiri has to follow in her footsteps, but she does not want to do that. And she meets Jake Sully, and they both embark on this wonderful adventure, not just of love, but also of protecting not just what who they love truly, which is their family and each other, but also the planet. Getting it, getting the part <laughs> was a very strong memory for me. It was already a, a process that I was enjoying greatly, getting to meet one of my idols, James Cameron. Um, getting the part was exciting, but it was also very nerve wracking because it meant that I, I knew I was gonna have to work really, really hard. But what I 
couldn't have imagined was that the process of, of all that hard work I was going to also enjoy because I was going to learn so much and be a part of a really beautiful story that was going to then become very groundbreaking for many, many people. So yeah. The strongest memories is just the sense of play that we had. It was every day's problem solving on a, on a film set, but in this one you're playing, the, the problem is how do I write a banshee? How do I climb floating mountains? <laughs> how, how do we do that? You know, this is kind of, you know, <laughs> intergalactic stuff that we're trying to do in a, in, a, in a soundstage in the middle of wherever we are. And it's like that sense of play is what you need to get through that. So that's what I remember. It affected me personally because up until that point, I hadn't really thought about having, you know, really intense conversations around around environment, around Mother Earth, and, and that was sort of like the initiation of that consciousness, you know, for me. Um, in terms of uh, uh, work, uh, it was groundbreaking, you know, it really, it really, uh, I was able to catapult myself into other projects and continue my journey growing as an artist and uh, and being able to, you know, through my influence to tell really good stories that I believe in and collaborate with filmmakers that I believe in. Um, but the greatest gift of all um, is is the experience to be able to come back and uh, and work with people that I that I just, you know, love and truly admire, which is, you know, when you come back to a sequel of a film that you really, really enjoyed, it is a gift that the actor takes with them all the time. My whole world and life went 180. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Look, it has a multitude of themes, but it put a lot of thought into this. I think that there's a sense of Jake Sully just wants to belong somewhere. I think it, it's about belonging, and I think we're all looking for our own click our own tribe yeah our own clan where we feel comforted and emboldened by and I think part that's part of the reason why it connected globally it's because everybody feels alone and we all want to be connected it's, it's a beautiful story it's a beautiful story um, and it's multi-layered and, and, um, and at the core of it is something super simple, which is love. Like Sam is saying, we all just want to be loved and want to belong. And, um, and then just visually, it was, it was like unlike anything we had ever experienced. It was an immersive experience. It was delivered in 3D. It was unique and groundbreaking, but also, you know, taking it back to the environment. We were, we were, we were shown a mirror of what we could become if we follow in this path and and um and here's here's the really not so great version of it and and here's the possibility of, of what we could become if we make better choices it was the beginning of that conversation when it came to the environment and and it was not political it was it was it was from a human sort of place um and it was then that became very thought provoking theaters are these weird place where you sit with complete strangers so you do that in a church too but then they turn the lights off so that would be a very weird church but then you're transported thanks to light being reflected onto a screen and something like avatar literally does take you out of that darkness into another world entirely and yeah. to me avatar has always felt like this dream and if you the remastered version definitely kind of reminds you of what that felt feeling is this is a story set 
up against a world that has to be experienced on a bigger screen. It just, it needs to be heard, it needs to be felt, it needs to be seen. It, it, it is an experience that is beautiful and quite magnificent. And, um, and also, you know, and quite simple, he worked really hard for this. Like Jim, Jim really worked really hard and uh, to write a beautiful story, to create the technology, to to be able to manifest that vision. And um, and once you're sitting there with a whole bunch of strangers with your 3D glasses, and you find yourself through your senses feeling um, all the sensations, all the feels, then that's when you realize that all that hard work was for the greater purpose of you to sit down and just enjoy it. Cause it is a pleasurable experience. What Avatar showed an audience was a world that they couldn't imagine brought to life in front of their eyes. Come. I knew that it was special. I knew that it had changed my life. It was more than a movie. Pandora lives inside of all of us. You don't actually understand if it's going to have an impact. You're not prepared for any impact. You're just prepared to tell a truthful story. That's what I like about Jim. He just tries to tell the most truthful, honest story that he can. You should see your faces. The detail that he put into this world, to this culture, and how much it resonated with everybody, just the complexity of what he accomplished. Such a different world that they've never seen in a movie. They found an affinity with something that talked to them. Someone standing up against bullies and trying to find their way. This is our land! It was just really beautiful to see that Avatar speaks to people like that and that they're represented on the world stage. There was something in it for everyone, or for all of us, to nurture and to protect the place that's our home. I can understand people not wanting to leave that world. It was such a magical one. Pandora needs to come back to life again. Yeah! Well, when Avatar first came out, people didn't really know what to expect. And when they walked into a movie theater, they, they sat down and they, they, they saw a film um, that was authored to take advantage of the, the big screen, the giant screen in the case of IMAX, the, the 3D, which was, uh, which was fairly new uh, at that time. I think Avatar was the, the first really big movie in, in, uh, in 3D. And so it took them on an experience that they weren't expecting. They were, they were positively surprised. There was no way we could sort of tell people in advance in a 30 second TV spot what was cool about this movie. You just had to sit, sit down and start, start watching it. Um, then on top of that, you know, I, I worked with some of the best design artists in the world to, to create that world and all the creatures in it and, uh, and this beautiful rainforest and all this heavy hardware that came with the, the humans and so on uh, from, from Earth. And, uh, you know, it was a bit of a, a visual pageant. And thirdly, I, I think that they responded to the love story, to the emotions of the film, you know, so it kind of it kind of hit on on all cylinders of of beauty, of wonder, of epic action and and uh, with with real emotion. Well, here's the interesting thing is there's a there's if you're under sort of 22 years old ish, you probably almost certainly didn't see Avatar in a movie theater. So if you're a fan, you're a fan of a, of a movie that you've seen, you know, at home on TV or on a laptop or, or some device. Um, so you really haven't seen the movie. 
So you kind of get to watch it for the first time all over again with all of that dimensionality, literally and, and figuratively, that you don't experience unless you go to the to the cinema. And ideally go to, you know, a high-end cinema that's got the good 3D and the laser projection if it's available in your area or whatever. And you'll experience a version of the film that that it's pretty hard to imagine just watching it on a, on a 2D television set. Um, so I think all of the things that worked the first time when the, when the film came out and was this phenomenal hit are going to work again, especially for a young audience that has never seen it in a theater. And even if you saw it in a theater back then, you know, if you're in your 20s, 30s, whatever, um, you're going to see it at a level beyond what you experienced then because projectors are brighter. We have laser projection now. We remastered the film in 4K, so it's it's clearer. We've done we've done parts of it at, at high frame rates to smooth out the 3D, so there's no, you know, kind of little bits of strobing or anything like that. So it's, it's better 3D, the colors are beautiful, it's 4K, it's high dynamic range, um, it's remastered in Atmos 9.1 sound, so it looks better, it sounds better. Uh, so even if you saw it before, it's worth, seeing it again at this point. In remastering the film, what we strive to do was to just optimize the experience, to enhance that sense of wonder and beauty uh, by improving the 3D slightly and doing that using high frame rate and high dynamic range and things like that. I mean, I've got a very experienced team that's worked with me now on 3D projects for 20 years. We, we sort of knew what we always wanted to do and we just did it. We didn't change the story. We didn't change the cut of the movie, although there might be a little surprise in there someplace if you're paying attention. Uh, but uh, basically it's the same, it's the same film um, in terms of the storytelling, but the visual presentation is just brighter, clearer, sharper, sounds better, uh, Atmos 9.1 sound, which we didn't have available back then. So it pretty much rocks the house. Well, I think there were a couple of motivators for us in terms of remastering the film, going, going through all that, that, uh, that effort to bring it back out. You know, the first, and I think probably most important one is you've got a whole generation of young movie fans that may or may not know the movie, but they certainly haven't seen it in a movie theater. And Avatar is the kind of film that was authored to be seen in a movie theater. I mean, it did very well on home video, blah, blah, blah. But it was authored to be seen and experienced in that immersive, you are there kind of setting of the, of the cinema. In 3D, large screen, great sound, all that, all that sort of thing. And all the attention to detail that we put into the world, into the mix, into the music, into the action, the, the, the animation, design of the creatures, everything. It all pays off better in that setting. So, you know, sure, I'd love to bring Avatar back out every 10 years, you know what I mean? Just so that people can experience it in a, in a movie theater. But obviously the second motivation was, it's, you know, it's been quite a while since we made the, the first film. We're bringing out another Avatar film, The Way of Water, um, in, a, in a couple months. And people even have, who know the film may not remember some of the details. And there are a lot of people, we can't assume that everybody that might want to see The Way of Water has seen the first film. So getting it out there, making it available to people to have a kind of little event among their friends or within their family to go out and watch, uh, and watch the film. It's a great way to prepare yourself for The Way of Water and make this kind of a, a season of Avatar, if you will. You know, you get to, to live in that world. You know, people like in their fantasy worlds, they like persistent world. They like to see the characters over time. They like to just be in the world. And 
when we released the first film, people said it was too short. We wanted to be there longer, um, you know, and so people went back and they went back and they went back. So now, especially for our, our younger fans, you know, now you can see it in the movie theater and then you can segue right into seeing The Way of Water in a theater and you'll have that that persistent world. That fantasy world is something that you can in, invest in emotionally. We could have we could have put in um, a lot of scenes that were taken out, you know, as we were editing the film. And in fact, in 2010, in summer, six months after we released the film initially, um, we we did release a longer version of the film, eight minutes eight minutes longer, and that was very well received. A lot of people went back and saw it in a theater again. Then um, we decided not to do that. We thought, all right, fine. If it's if it's this kind of classic movie, let's not change a frame. Let's put it out the way the way the, the vast majority of people saw it, not, not muddy the water. But I did decide to make one tiny change toward the end of the film. And so I challenged people to see if they could spot what it is. It's not a big thing. It's no big reveal, but it does make a nice little step toward the, uh, toward the sequel to The Way of Water, which is coming out a couple months later. In Avatar, uh, I played Dr. Grace Augustine, who's a scientist who's come from Earth to study life on Pandora, particularly plant life. And she falls in love with the Navi people and with the planet and um, gets involved in this whole invasion uh, that this corporation is, is, uh, has launched in the planet. And she ends up really uh, getting very committed to the people there and, and trying to to protect them. Um, in Avatar Way of Water, this transformation that Grace started has continued. And although we don't have Grace with us uh, in the same way, um, there's a young girl who's about 14 who has something to do with Grace, who like Grace is in love with plants and very curious about everything. and. Um, you know, often much more comfortable with 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 wildlife and plant life than she is with with other with other Navi. Um, Carrie's a great character. I I can't imagine, you know, having a, a more challenging role than Dr. Grace Augustine, but Carrie certainly is because she's such a free spirit at the same time as being a kind of very self-conscious adolescent. So you have all these different currents at play between being kind of very um, outward and also very inward, which I think is what I remember about being 14 is that sometimes you're so free and other times you're so uh, wrapped up and um, closed. And so it was a real joy to play these scenes. Jim has his own, Jim Cameron has his own family. And I think a lot of our scenes with siblings and friends and stuff are, are very much inspired by his experience being a father of his own family. Well, my strongest memory of making Avatar was, well, two. First of all, I'd never experienced this technology before. So just watching the playback of using this kind of very powerful 3D in a scene with Jake Sully or something like that, it all, you seem to be in the world with Jake. Um, and it, it made his decisions that he was going to make much more important to you because you were very much in the same world with him. It's a different theater going experience. And then of course, when I first saw my, my um, avatar as Dr. Grace 
Augustine, my blue self, who was seven feet tall. I was so amazed that there was a technology where I can be walking through the volume, as we call it, in a capture suit, and it would translate somehow to a screen over on the right where I would be this other species. And, you know, everything I was doing could translate right away. I could see a roughed out version of the Pandoran world. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, it's not that I'm unintelligent. I think I understand scientific basics, but trying to figure out how Jim had conceived of this technology, that it actually worked and worked beyond one's wildest dreams, I still can't get over, honestly, how he did it. Well, being an avatar um, was an amazing experience. Uh, we got to go to New Zealand to shoot where I'd never been um, and uh, work with uh, people in New Zealand in their studio there. Uh, it was really exciting. I love I love that often when you when you are an actor, you get to go to different parts of the world, work with the people who live there. And it's it's always such a privilege. Um, I think I felt the story of the first Avatar was so extraordinary and the character I got to play who's sort of in this uneasy situation between uh, her Avatar, which she prefers to be in that, in, that, uh, in that body because she's in nature and um, she's part of this community that she loves. And, and Grace, the doctor who's constantly at odds with the corporate employers that she works for, who's a chain smoker and a heavy drinker. <laughs> she much prefers being in her avatar body. But anyway, it was sort of the, the whole world that Jim created in even the human section of Avatar was so fascinating. Uh, and the science fiction aspects of, you know, going into a link machine and then be, be, you know, having your consciousness change. The whole thing is still so mind blowing to me. And I'm looking forward to the fact that it'll introduce a whole new generation to these wild concepts. You know, Jim Cameron is such an amazing storyteller. And he came up with this story about these blue people in another galaxy a planet far, far away that was filled with nature, new creatures, um, new, new challenges. It was such an escape from our planet, beautiful as it is. It was in many ways a kind of story about what happens if a planet is not protected. Um, so it still had a lot of meaning for us as Earthlings, but I think this experience of being taken away to a different world and involved with story, a story that has nothing to do with you, that's, uh, is such a great, I don't know, such a great freedom for people, you know, leaving your own life behind and going into this other th complete 3D world was so good for us, I think. Such an adventure and like nothing we'd ever experienced in the theater. I'm, so I, that's, you know, as a theater goer, I can't wait to, to, to go back into the theater and see it again, all remastered by Jim in this fantastic version. Well, I imagine that most kids who didn't see Avatar have heard about it. Um, and even if you've seen some of it on your TV, you know, during COVID or something, 
really nothing will prepare you for going into a real theater and experiencing this world in 3D. It so takes you out of yourself and your world. It so takes you to a different place and to be with all these creatures and new community and their problems. I mean, I think it's, um, he's such a great storyteller and the story is so compelling, but also technically it's just the most transformative movie experience I have ever had. Avatar to me has felt like a dream. It was a dream to get the job. It was a dream doing it. And it's a dream when you watch the first one. For now, we've been allowed to play and create this new dream. And now we're allowed to share it. And you're hoping that, well, you know that those, those feelings are going to come back for an audience. It, it just is. It's an immersive kind of quality that, the, that Jim's created. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to most, seeing, seeing that reaction. You know, I don't think anybody's seen all the new things yet. We are continuing to push it every day. I think what you see, though, when you, we put an image up on the screen from Way of Water, is a whole new level of photorealism in the world of Pandora. And it starts with the performance of the characters, where we see more detail in their faces. But to me, the transport of quality of scenes where you go in the water and you're experiencing that, it takes audiences to do it. And, you know, there's no better place to do that than in an AMC Dolby cinema screen. It's great. I've always seen Avatar is like a, a weird dream for me. And I, I think even, you know, the, the movie itself is like a dream. And I think the idea is, yeah, we've been slowly playing with it. And now you're yielding it to an audience and you're hoping that that old feeling comes back to them. Everything's been amped up. James Cameron knows how to kind of take it to the next level. And so, uh, you know, from the technology we use to the, the world you're going to see to the emotions, everything is kind of uh, yeah, fever pitched. It's been a labor of love from part one to part two and three. And um, we're just so very proud of everything that Jim has been able to put together. And he weaved a beautiful story uh, that we just sunk our teeth in and we just had a lot of fun. And I feel like the weight is finally coming to, to a culmination and we're going to get to share something that we enjoyed so much doing. Our memories of making this movie together are really fresh because they involve being underwater and all kinds of physical prowess, especially on the part of Zoe, who is such an amazing warrior still, even more so in this, uh, in this new one. Um, but I think it's so exciting. You know, there was a, such a hush and a scream at the same time, kind of, if that's possible, watching the 13 minutes. And for us, you know, I hadn't seen a lot of it, most of it, all of it. And uh, I think we were kind of breathless afterward because we couldn't believe what we saw. Yeah, we're still processing. <laughs> yeah. It feels really special. Um, we, we believe in this story so much. We believe in the work that Jim, you know, created for us all. And this was, like I said before, it was a labor of love. So finally being able to share it, it feels really good. Oh, I'm, I'm still processing it, but my hopes for this uh, new adventure of Avatar is that we get to give back the first fans, you know, we get to deliver something really special that they can continue um, loving and for our new fans we just we hope that they are you know smitten by this sensory adventure that we're gonna give them. Jim showed quite a bit of underwater stuff uh, with the kids and um, it's so magical 
and of course we were in a tank where there's none of that world. You have to make it all up in your head and the creatures swimming by and everything. I mean, it's just wondrous what he's been able to accomplish. And honestly, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in any movie or certainly in any theater. And uh, I think it's just breathtaking. He wanted us to go to Hawaii and train so we can feel what sand feels like in Hawaii, feel the water against our skin. So then we go, when we go into this huge tank which a, with a bunch of plastic balls and we're wearing all these interesting suits, yeah. we know what Pandora feels like. Hey. I'm doing well, how are you? I'm so good. How are you feeling right now? I'm, I'm assuming maybe first D23? First yes. D23. How is it? Amazing! Yeah. <laughs> we just saw new clips from Avatar The Way of Water and we've never seen them before, so it was really exciting. Totally geeking out and it was amazing. Yeah, it's one thing to do it, but then to see it all come together. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the detail, finally seeing our characters in the final cut. I know Trinity was saying, Bailey, your dimples! My dimples are in Sadea. <laughs> oh, they're in yes. there. Yes! smile is so... Sadea's smile is so Bailey. You can see the dimples and everything and... <laughs> Yeah. So who are your characters? I play Took. Um, she's the youngest of the Sullys. And she might be small in size, but she's just mighty in courage, and she has a big heart. I play Soraya, who's part of the Metcaina clan. This is a new clan introduced in Avatar The Way of Water. And she, I've, the same as Took, and I think that's why they get along, is because they both have really big hearts, and she grows very close to the Sully kids from the bat. So how does one prepare to go to Pandora? What did you have to do? A lot. I think the coolest part was going to Disney, yeah. Disney World, and being on the Flight of Passage because it truly immerses you in Pandora, and we got to feel an Ekron. We were all just screaming of excitement on Flight of Passage. I remember that, and then the boat ride, and yeah. seeing the creatures move around us in the forest. Along with that, we did a lot of training, from dialects to archery to free diving, to scuba diving. movements. Navi movements. There's so much. Yeah. It really prepped us well. And watching the film, that helped train me a lot yeah. and get me ready for that. Are you scuba certified now? I am, yeah. Oh I got certified in Hawaii thanks to Avatar. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? The, I mean, I scuba dive, it's like the best lifestyle. I love right? it so much. But what's incredible, you'd understand because you scuba dive, is Jim, because he scuba dives as well, he connected that into this movie and he really like he wanted us to go to Hawaii and train so we can feel what sand feels like in Hawaii feel the water against our skin so then we go when we go into this huge tank which a, with a bunch of plastic balls and we're wearing all these interesting suits yeah. we know what Pandora feels like yeah although that tank that we filmed in is truly amazing we have can a wave make, pool they can make waves yes. and I remember one day they made this like huge wave and I came out just feeling seasick it felt like a hurricane but it's a good seasick it yeah. helps us it get was, into character yeah they're like okay now you're in a Disney family we're gonna go to Disney World and Hawaii and then now a water park on set yes <laughs> But that's the fun of acting, and yeah. we really got to immerse ourselves into these characters. I'm so yeah. excited. Thank you so much. Thank Such a pleasure you so much. One of the biggest film spectacles there's ever been, and we're following up with the second movie, and um, it's quite an impressive cast that you're needing to join. It was quite the acting feat that we needed to uh, take hold of, but it's been an absolute pleasure. But we've also had the privilege of waiting so long and introspecting about the project ourselves and having it for our own for so long, but it's been great today to actually get some footage out there. How's it going? I'm a huge fan of Screen Rant. Are you? Thank you. He we rants about it all the time. He really rants on screen. Yeah, Dead yeah. Ups. Let's let's rant about Avatar. <laughs> you um, first. 
Uh, Avatar, it was crazy, you know, um, being at D23, this is my first time being here and seeing all the fans it's and just, chaos, it's, right? it's, but it's beautiful chaos yeah. and seeing, first time, yeah. <laughs> but like everyone seeing like the, the reaction to the footage, like it was our time seeing the footage for the first time and it was mind blowing with, and they turned like the actual like screen into like 3D and everyone got glasses and it was just crazy. Oh my god, we're in such a vacuum back here. I have no idea what's going on out there. Yeah, you should get out there. There's uh, cool films going on. I would freaking love yeah. to. <laughs> it's really annoying though. They don't show the whole thing. It's like, you only get seen. Yeah, I want to see the whole movie. Tell me the whole movie start to finish. Uh, here we go, yeah. <laughs> and he never works again. Um, how do you describe joining this franchise? It's like, I mean, we got the first one. Now we're finally getting the second one, but then this is, it's, we're about to launch into a whole new chapter. How does that feel? Yeah, it's one of the biggest film spectacles there's ever been, and we're following up with the second movie, and um, it's quite an impressive cast that you're needing to join. It was quite the acting feat that we needed to uh, take hold of, but it's been an absolute pleasure. But we've also had the privilege of waiting so long and introspecting about the project ourselves and having it for our own for so long, but it's been great today to actually get some footage out there. Yeah. And who are each of you playing? I play Nateum. I think. Do I play it? Yeah. Play yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. Um, and I play Spider um, Socorro, yeah. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. More characters, more environments, more creatures, all the things that people fell in love with in the first film, and we're executing it at a much higher level. Um, and that's why we need the partnerships with the theaters to present incredible quality. And luckily, you guys do. I appreciate you coming dressed as Pandora today. There you go, right? <laughs> Normally, I'd be in shorts and a T-shirt, but you know, how to how to dress up. I love it. Uh, how does it feel to be going back to Pandora? How do you describe that? What's more exciting than me going back to Pandora is giving audiences the That's opportunity good. to to you know go to the theater and see it on the big screen the way it's meant to be seen. Why do we make movies to share them? And today was our first day where we got to share just a little glimpse. But this December, we're going to do it on a wide scale, and we want people to see it on the big screen and, and be transported to the world. I feel like everyone remembers the first time they saw Avatar. Like, I remember going to the theater. I remember exactly who I went with. I remember going home, talking to everybody about it. How do you feel like it's going to be this time around in terms of just everyone being blown away? You know, I, I hope that it's the same way it was on the first film. We're actually offering audiences more in the sequel than we did in the first movie. More characters, more environments, more creatures, all the things that people fell in love with in the first film, and we're executing it at a much higher level. Um, and that's why we need the partnerships with the theaters to present incredible quality, and luckily you guys do. How many, how many Avatar films have been shot at this point? Right now, we've completed basically production on Avatars 2, 3, and the first act of part four. Uh, you know, we, we have the kids in that, and uh, we can't let those kids grow up. Or, so we, we had to knock that off, so we, we, we've done that, and we're in post-production finishing up Avatar 2 and rolling right into post-production on Avatar 3. He works hard. Okay, I need you to tell James Cameron something for me. Tell him I will do anything to get True Lies available to watch because it is not available anywhere. Well. I don't have to tell Jim. You just have to give me your contact information and I will make sure we can get you True Lies to watch. You will? We'll find a way to do it. <laughs> Are you serious? You, you let me know and we'll get it to you somewhere. I've been wanting to watch this movie and I cannot find it anywhere. Well, where do you live? I live in Santa Monica. Well, we, we might have to do a special screening for you at really? Storm or something. Oh my God, let's do it. So, Who do I reach out to? I'll get, I'll you know, get. Melissa, one of the people? Yeah. Yes, yes, Perfect. yes. Oh my God, you're the best. show an extended look at Avatar The Way of Water to the crowd here today at D23. What was it like seeing their reaction? 
Well, it's weird because I wasn't looking at the reaction. I'm immersed in the scene. So, and the weird thing is, even though I know what's happening and I've done it, I still get carried away with it and it still touches me. So that's a, that's a good sign. Was it your first time seeing it here today? No, no, I've seen quite a lot. That's the weird thing. I know, and I know what's going to happen in the story. So, so, but I still got swept away. It's great. What are you most excited for fans of the first film to see in the sequel that they've been waiting for for so long? Well, I think Avatar's like a dream. And I, th I think it transported people and then reflected a bit of their own humanity back at them. And I think the great thing about what we've done is we're now led to share the next part of that dream and you're hoping those feelings are going to come flooding back. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. There are lots of young actors joining the cast this time around. What was it like working with them and seeing them go through such rigorous training to be a part of the Avatar world? Yeah, it's, it's, look, it's good. It's like a boot camp uh, for them. But, you know, and, and yeah, the great thing is they're all pretty grounded considering all what happens when the world turns 180. But the, the movie is about protecting your family. That's what it's about with it. it's your immediate family or the family that you choose. That's what it's about. And I think we've all gone through COVID and you realize the importance of family and that that love is what is the nourishment of our time on this planet, I think. And Jake Sully says it, that's worth fighting for. Um, for me, uh, just everything about, about working on Avatar was fantastic. I just, I, 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 I just love the genius uh, that went into it, from the engineers who were involved to the special effects team to, you know, the digital team. Uh, just, uh, I'm just fascinated by the family structure of it. Getting the part was exciting, but it was also very nerve-wracking because it meant that I, I knew I was going to have to work really, really hard. But what I couldn't have imagined was that the process of, of all that hard work I was going to also enjoy because I was going to learn so much. Well, my strongest memory of making Avatar was, well, it's two. First of all, I'd never experienced this technology before. So just watching the playback of using this kind of very powerful 3D in a scene with Jake Sully or something like that, it all, you seem to be in the world with Jake, um, and it, it made his decisions that he was going to make much more important to you, because you were very much in the same world with him. It's a different theater-going experience. Theaters are these weird place where you sit with complete strangers. So you do that in a church too, but then they turn the lights off, so that would be a very weird church. But then you're transported thanks to light being reflected onto a screen. And something like Avatar literally does take you out of that darkness into another world entirely. And to me, Avatar has always felt like this dream. And if you, the remastered version definitely kind of reminds you of what that felt feeling is. On a personal level, I think it, it just boosted my, my <laughs> it boosted my morale <laughs> being in this film. It made me feel so good. It was, in a way, there, 
I would imagine every actor, no matter how successful they are, at some point looks and wonders whether they did the right thing by getting into this business in the first place. And once in a while you have an experience, if you're very, very fortunate the way we are, to have been in something like Avatar, even though there is nothing quite like Avatar, mm -hmm. but to be in something that really validates so much of the hard work and the sacrifice or whatever that you have made or your family Winslet has made. Winslet held her breath for seven minutes. Like that is my- R.I.P. Kate Winslet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
all new detail and things I don't think I've noticed before and it's the most incredible film. It's still one of my favorite movies. And it's, I mean, you could, I suppose, describe it as quite an insular movie, so do you think audiences will be surprised in the direction that this one and then the next few are going to take? Um, or is it quite natural? I think they're going to be excited. We're introducing so many new characters and so many new creatures and environments and all this newness is definitely going to excite audiences. I just love seeing us as those characters because it's the final cut. So that's what people are going to see when they watch the movies. So to be able to see all the detail, I get to see my dimples on Sadea, which was really exciting. Yeah, I mean, to see Tuke's big, beautiful eyes like going under the tent and just, it was, I'm, I was nerding out and it was just amazing to watch those clips. And I can't wait for everyone to see the whole thing. Well, it's a very special experience. Probably, uh, we'll probably never get a film experience like this. Um, we've uh, had it as our own, as an experience, as an actor's experience for so long and it's been great today to actually release some footage and uh, get the people to see it. Um, words can't really describe, I guess, how I feel to be part of this big of a movie because it doesn't feel like I'm a part of a big movie because we, we worked on it so long. It just feels like like we just put so much time and effort. It's like, you know, building this. So it's just now presenting it, you know. Avatar was such a formative experience for all of our lives and that's why, you know, I think you hear a lot of people saying, oh, that cast was like family to me. But uh, for this, it really was because we like grew up together, basically. It was yeah. like our whole school experience. Uh, for now, now we've got the other world of acting hopefully ahead of us. Yeah, lucky. I hope, yeah, hopefully. It was beautiful to see, you know, because like when, when you're making something for so long, you always hear, oh, Avatar's coming, Avatar, people are going to love it. But to actually see the fans, like, truly, like, enjoy it and, like, see their reaction and, like, like I don't know, it's just, it, it's really beautiful to see them, you know, see Definitely. the film. Yeah, uh, up until this point, our whole interaction with the Avatar franchise has almost been an abstract one. We've never really been a part of the visual, and uh, yeah, to be alongside the audience today was quite something. Beautiful, beautifully said. I'm actually American, he's the British one, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah mate, you know, it's just... Yeah, I'm Brit. Yeah, we just, we just switched our accents. Jake Sully says it, open your eyes. And, um, you know, that's what Jim was trying to tell you with this visually striking story. Look you know? around. One of my favorite lines from the movie is, of course, I see you. I feel like James Cameron was saying that to both of you when he cast you in your roles. Uh, Sam, you describe him as a great collaborator. Looking back on Avatar now, what did the experience of working with him give you as an actor? Oh, it gave me everything. Everything. <laughs> the, the guy gives you confidence, he gives you trust. And, you know, a collaborator meaning he's he's not a dictator. It's, it's he, he believes the best idea will win. And that's whether you're catering, an actor, he, he, the whole community of when we make Avatar, that's what's important. And that, that's what I took away from it into other films is, you know, there's a, a whole group of people that are, you know, taking time away from their families to create a story for other families. And it, that feeling, that camaraderie and that love hopefully can translate into the product that you're making. And so you have a, a strong physical background in dance, uh, but in, in 2009, you said this role pushed you uh, physically and emotionally uh, in ways that you hadn't before. And after reaching those points, Cameron encouraged you to go further. So how did this role change your perception of what you were even capable of as an actor? Um, oh, wow. I mean, it just, it, 
it felt the whole experience and all of the skill sets that I was able to obtain in, in, in Avatar just felt like going to school. And I was being taught by the best teacher who, just like Sam was saying, is generous and respectful and collaborative and uh, a true leader. He knows where he's going. And so there's a great level of trust um, that that you come into sort of like having already. and and. And the trust that he gives you is not something you have to work really hard for. So that level of respect and visibility um, was quite extraordinary. And it just, it gave me, it gave me the excitement and, and you know, the willingness to, the strength to, to want to, you know, dive deeper. So everything he would throw my way, hey, you want to, you want to do archery? Yes, sir. You want to work with his dialogue coach? Yes, sir. Um, I remember I would send him messages uh, and, and just kind of go, I was talking to my, to my niece at the time and I made her beans and she didn't want beans because, because she sa says that beans taste like potatoes on the inside when, when she crushes them. And that taught me what you meant today you know about about the not v don't know how to lie kids are just so spontaneous and he would go okay that's great like <laughs> did you send him the message in navi <laughs> in navi totally, <laughs> totally spoke in navi but i remember there was no there was no input that i would i would share that he didn't just take it with so much grace and, and respect of me and that that really um taught me how to value myself as an artist Amazing. Uh, the, this movie had such interesting commentary, whether it was like having a lead hero, lead who was disabled or aggression against Aboriginal cultures. But one of the ones that was the biggest for me was the environmental impact and, and the commentary on that. Looking back on this, how do you see this movie as prophetic to what we're going through now with, with climate change? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, you just said it, man. It's prophetic. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that, you know, I see you. And Jake Sully says it, open your eyes. And, um, you know, that's what Jim was trying to tell you with this visually striking story. Look you know? around. You know, wake up to yourself. And um, 13 years later, it's, you know, there you go. Climate change is, is you know, it has, it is, it is real. There is no planet B here. Um, so we better kind of focus on it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a concern that we should all, you know, uh, be worried, you know, just, 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 just take interest in because it is our livelihood. It has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with politics. <laughs>